It's episode 888. In case you didn't know, in Chinese numerology, 888 means triple fortune. It's a form of strengthening the digit eight. So on its own, eight is associated with great fortune. Triple eight is triple the fortune. We're going to dive into everything that is Chinese uh, hemp and cannabis. It was domesticated in Northwest China around 12,000 years ago. And now China's trying to cash in on the cannabis boom. But CBD, as it spreads its way into Hong Kong, they're still resisting. And so we're going to look at the crackdown on CBD, what that means for the industry. Some Chinese workers moving to the U.S. Industry, uh, cannabis industry as service jobs dry up and then how they quietly became a legal hemp powerhouse. All of that coming up. It's only entertainment. Welcome back to The Talking Hedge. I'm Josh Kincaid, Capital Markets Analyst and host of your Cannabis Business Podcast. So one of the oldest known cultivated plants comes from what's now Northwest China around 12,000 years ago, according to some analysis of the genomes around 110 plants from around the world, from the same place that makes your iPhones, Nikes, and Christmas lights and everything else. I want to grow your cannabis. There's two of China's 34 regions quietly leading this cultivating boom, uh, trying to make some as much CBD as possible uh, to include in the beauty craze, which they ended up kind of um, not allowing temporarily. So big boom, short bust. We'll see how that pans out. Um, they're, they're doing this with cannabidiol or CBD. So it hasn't been authorized for consumption in, in China. Um, but it has huge potential. They're seeing that. And so there's a lot of people that are um, putting into bath bombs and it's things, uh, treatments for insomnia, acne, uh, even diabetes and, and multiple sclerosis. Um, so they're kind of seeing this, uh, this, this boom kind of emerge. And obviously they're taking note and essentially saying, all right, enough is enough. And so putting uh, a complete uh, ban on certain applications and it's nothing new in the u.s we've seen the same thing with cbd and beverages up and down the west coast from california to washington state you can't have cbd and beverages so this isn't as draconian as you might be thinking uh they're wanting to probably export it before they allow their own citizens to have it they've been cultivating cannabis for a long time for textiles and hemp seeds and uh traditional medicines but um terms of uh, straight up CBD doesn't look like they're allowing that yet for certain uh, s certain in in industries like uh, cosmetics. So last summer, China's drug regulator banned the use of CBD in cosmetics. So they're at least limiting what they're allowed to have it in. And it used to be that you, know, you could have CBD popping up in cosmetics and beverages, um, consumers all over the place. And in, in Hong Kong, for example, were wanting CBD, and that was popping off left and right. Um, they recently introduced CBD infused beer, and that had a lot of potential. And then all of a sudden, at least with uh, cosmetics, they kind of they stopped that. China's been pretty hesitant to have anything to do with uh, cannabis because of its history. The opium dens and, and things of that nature have got them pretty conservative. 
for their own country. But like I mentioned before, they don't have an issue uh, so much with the exportation. So um, import licenses can only be approved for medical scientific purposes, but exports of CD products are not controlled by um, the same entities. So not strictly controlled in China and mainly depend on the rules of the destination country. So that opens up a lot more opportunities for them to continue to, um, you know, cultivate hemp for CBD and other cannabinoids and then export that to the international marketplace. According to a report from Southern China Morning Post, there's a small number of Chinese provinces along the Russian border uh, that now make up half of the world's hemp cultivation. Um, hopefully there's not a lot of a uh, you know, heavy metals and stuff in the soils. You have no idea what we're, what we're getting at this point. Um, so kind of surprising considering the hard line approach that the Chinese government takes that we just kind of mentioned. Uh, but authorities have a long turned a blind eye to farmers who've been growing industrial hemp for decades, probably one of their only source of incomes. So you get about $1,500 per hectare, which is far more than other traditional crops. So might actually have some of those guys in their pockets to allow them to keep doing that. Um, easy to grow and thrives in climates that uh, needs very little pesticides. There's been a relative boom uh, for cultivating cannabis attributed to some development um, in China. There was a lot of R&D that began in the late 70s when uh, they went to war with Vietnam. So some of them were interested in the potential for hemp um, as a breathable antimicrobial fabric for military uniforms and potential medical benefits. China also has more than 600 cannabis patents in the world. And so there's no surprise that uh, some of their um, citizens are out there uh, across the globe working. Um, not a lot of people in the U.S. are interested in agricultural work. And so it uh, you know, falls on the hands of um, you know, laborers to, to pick up that slack. And so Chinese workers are no different. There was a, an interesting uh, story that came out. We did a podcast on it about some Chinese immigrants that are facing some drug charges in New Mexico. They were, they thought they were working on a hemp farm, trimming and doing their thing. And these Chinese immigrants uh, were actually working on an illegal cannabis farm in New Mexico. So um, that left the individuals working there um, on a uh, Native American reservation, which made it even more challenging for the locals um, because they were these these Chinese uh, business folks were leasing the land from the Native American tribe. So the tribal police didn't have authority because they weren't part of the tribe. The local police didn't because it was Native Americans and the feds didn't because it was tribal land. It was really crazy story about how this illegal operation uh, happened. The folks, the immigrant laborers got screwed and then the operators just picked up and went to another illegal market, started the same thing all over again. So um, kind of an interesting little issue there. Um, but to the point where there's a lot of workers getting nailed in raids uh, across from LA to Chicago and everywhere. Uh, and all they're doing is responding to agricultural work, not really understanding the difference between hemp and cannabis. So kind of creating uh, a situation that's ripe for exploitation of workers by recruiters, employers, um, 
So really unfortunate. They're not. Re- so one person says, how are they going to put food on the table for their family? I mean, they don't really know um, what, you know, they, they don't know what they're doing is wrong. Maybe not necessarily wrong, but not legal either. Um, regardless, though, cannabis in Western medicine is becoming accepted in China. Predominance of Chinese patents suggests that the pharmaceutical sciences are evolving quickly in China, outpacing Western capabilities. And so China is going to be poised to take advantage of a growing trend. I think the writing is on the wall that westernized Chinese traditional medicine is coming to a dispensary near you. With that, we're going to roll this one up. I'm Josh Kincaid. This is The Talking Hedge. Don't forget to like, share, and subscribe, or don't. And I'm out. Don't forget to smash that like button on your way out and check out these other videos that we've got. Thanks for listening to today's show. To check out more great cannabis podcasts, go to podconnects.com. Here's a preview of one of our other shows. Hey friends, I'm Brandon and I'm Saba and we are your host of the Cannabis Hangout podcast, an educational platform to connect with the cannabis community and share personal stories while breaking the stigma of marijuana. Join us every Sunday at 7 p.m. to gain valuable insight with different perspectives from industry leaders, growers, and medical marijuana patients. This is a place to learn so much from different angles in the cannabis industry. So tune in while we break it all down.